To the land of long live play where greatness is always waiting welcome to the playstation experience i'm your host delvin cox dev is not here because he's on vacation somewhere smoking camels and drinking some sweet sweet coke 45 but i don't, I don't know what coke 45 is <laughs> oh god we're not having this conversation right now <laughs> with me on the podcast today miss helen nicole miller how you doing uh, I'm all right. You know, just been, uh, enjoying having what is essentially Hulu in Canada. So how, how have you been liking that by the way? Uh, I started watching the strain, which is from like Guillermo del Toro. Um, I finished season three this morning and I'm, I started the final season. <laughs> well, let's get, <laughs> let's get into it since we already thought it. <laughs> what are you playing and what are you watching? This is kind of. Haley's Corner. That's the best way to describe this. I right mean, now. technically, yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, it's vampires, which I'm sure doesn't shock anybody. Um, but it's uh, it follows well. The first season does, anyways. It follows like the CDC uh, Canary Response Team because a plane shows up in New York with 210 dead passengers. So you know, <laughs> sounds normal. Y- yeah, sounds totally. Like a, a regular day in Queens. Yeah, anyways, it's it's pretty interesting. Um but no, um for those unaware, I mentioned it last week, but uh on Tuesday, the 23rd, uh Star launched in Canada, which is essentially uh Hulu for territories that don't have it. Um so, you know, it added mature content to Disney Plus. So like for example, I can go watch Kingsman the Secret Service on um I can go watch Kingsman the Secret Service on Disney Plus right now. I can go watch a rated R movie on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> also, before we go, hey, what a gamer? Because he just. Yeah, I, I saw. I was just in the middle of my statement, didn't want to interrupt it. Uh, hello. Yeah. Um, I. I, I did. Uh, like, I've started Criminal Minds again because subtitles since side eyes iTunes, they don't have them for some reason on the PlayStation app. Oh, so you're going to watch the whole thing again? They don't actually have the whole thing. They only have up to season 11. Um, but uh, probably I won't go through it as fast because I also – I'm starting to rewatch all, like, the the Marvel, like, before MCU shows. You, like, you just watched it. I'm, <laughs> looking, I'm looking for a job. What do you want? I, don't, I got free time of you, plenty. I can understand it was, like, a, a couple months later or maybe six months down. You just finished watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I just finished rewatching Smallville and I started that over again too. Um, I also watched Superman and Lois, which that was good. Um, I have not watched that yet. Uh, shout, uh, this isn't a spoiler, but shout out to like the opening scene being an uh, homage to uh, Action Comics number one. That's really cool. Yeah. I, did, I did see that um, his suit looks like the, the old suit in the uh, uh, that, 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 cartoons the, as well. That's the homage. Um, yeah, that. And then, then you see the updated suit. Because um, for anyone familiar with the Arrowverse, um, 
Superman appeared in season two of Supergirl uh, as Tyler Hecklin, who's playing him in Superman and Lois. Um, but he's got a new costume now, and it looks fantastic. Um, no spoilers, because brand new show. Uh, very good. It's filmed like a, a movie, though. It's not filmed like a traditional Arrowverse show. That's great. I like it. Yeah. I will say this. His original costume, I was not a fan of. Oh, of, on, of no. Uh, it, it, it was terrible. Not. It was so bad that they reused it for Mon El's costume. Yeah, it's really bad. The yeah. one he has now, even the the homage one, looks amazing. Yeah, he looks uh, like um, they have a. It looks like they have a bigger budget for like CGI and everything too. It's it's really good. Um, and then I've been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Hitman, um, but I also jumped into the Outriders demo. So you know, what did you think of that? I, I'm liking it. I haven't really played much because I've pretty much just been binge watching the strain. Like I haven't played a lot of games this week cause I was working on, uh, you know, job, job stuff. So, um, but how, how, how did that play? Cause I saw a screenshot of, it. I didn't see any gameplay of it. And I'm like, when I saw the screenshot, I thought it was destiny. Cause they had the screenshot of like, I guess that startup screen where you have your characters. I'm like that looks like destiny. Um, yeah, the character customization is not as in depth as I'd like it to be, but, um, Essentially, like the gunplay is similar to like Mass Effect or the Division, um, oh. and and then you know something happens and you gain special abilities. Uh, I chose Pyromancer because fire. Um, it's very interesting to use fire to heal yourself, though. How does that work? You set enemies on fire, and while they're on fire, if you kill them, you get health back. Seems logical. Definitely logical. Uh, it, it's pretty fun. I haven't had much time in it. Like I said, I've just been binge watching the strain. So, uh, yeah. You know. What have you been playing? Nothing. I have been so busy this week in terms of everything, like um, recording podcasts, of course, because that's why I'm the go-to podcast, for those who don't know. Also, um, like I've said on this podcast before, my grandmother's like still in, the, in like rehab and stuff. And so I'm kind of watching her house and stuff. So I get a phone call late one night after I finish recording. Somebody apparently, because my cousin is staying over her house right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody apparently ran their car through her gate. Uh, oh. Yeah. And then, then as my cousin went outside to see what happened, the person proceeds to drop their gun outside the car. <laughs> so, so she immediately goes back inside, calls the police. Police comes in there. It's a whole hullabaloo. They take the car away and stuff like that. And now I have to go figure out a way how to get this gate fixed. <laughs> so that has kind of been my whole task of what I've been up to lately. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Seems typical for my life right now. Just <laughs> once one, one thing goes right and three things go wrong. But that's how I be sometimes. But let me ask you this, Haley. Yes. And this is going a little bit off topic. I mean, did you, that's on brand for us anyway. Yes. I want to ask, did you see WandaVision? Uh, I did. Without saying spoilers, what, what have you thought of the season so far? I mean, I'm not really a fan of like sitcoms in general. And also, I'm just going to say this, and this is going to make people angry. But you know what? I probably do that on a weekly basis. Yes. Uh, secondhand embarrassment is the worst kind of comedy, and it needs to stop. That makes sense. I, I I think there are people who kind of agree with you in terms of 
And I've seen it multiple times. There are people... WandaVision is a very polarizing show. Because... The show itself is good. I'm just not a fan of the fact that they've leaned, like, as they moved through the sitcoms, like, you know, like the Brady Bunch and all that. It got to, like, The Office, and they've kind of stuck with, like, some of the secondhand embarrassment. And secondhand embarrassment is the worst form of comedy, and as someone with anxiety, I literally just have to turn that stuff off. I can't watch The Office, okay? Because it's (laughs) all secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, I understand why they did it, though, because... Yeah. The whole theme of the show is they're going through, like, the most popular sitcoms of that time. Yeah. So it, it seems kind of accurate that, hey, let's go to the office for this generation. But I'm very interested to see where, where the show ends up at. And like I said, this show is polarizing because there's a group of people who love the show. Actually, we think it's one of the greatest things Marvel ever did. Then there's a group of people who think the show is boring. Uh, okay, so I, I'm not in either of those. The show's fine. I'm more excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier than than, than I was for WandaVision. But also, you know the memes that came out after The Last of Us Part 2 like, came out and people were like, name name someone that went through more pain than her and it's a picture of Ellie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm already tired of the uh, the the same meme, but with Wanda. Like, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not, or it's like, who's the strongest Avenger? I'm like, I mean, this depends on what we're talking about. Because if you want to be honest, the strongest Avenger is literally Carol Danvers. But all right. Um, yeah. However, in the context of what you're watching, yes, she seems stronger than Captain Marvel. However, her powers are unpredictable. She can't always be stronger than. I someone, think. So. I think people kind of. Just I'll just say so there's different levels of different yeah. versions of strength. Like Wanda is strong in terms of her magical abilities, like yes. world world changing abilities and stuff like that. But when you go towards brute power, you gotta step towards like the Hawks and the Carol Danvers and people like that. The Thors. So it, it it's all relative. I, also, I th- if you haven't noticed, I too am very excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> that is my very my I most mean, anticipated Marvel show, by far. Don't you have the Captain America chair? Yes, I do. I didn't bring it okay. today, but yes, I have um, Captain America chair. Huge Captain yeah. America fan. Um, but also, it, it, if you really want to know who's the strongest Marvel character, you're going to be upset, and you're going to have a bad time, because it's Squirrel Girl. She's literally the strongest Marvel character. On the Marvel power scale rating, she's a 10. You know who's yes. a 9? Thanos. Yes, that is very accurate. Squirrel Girl has... <laughs> Wins over Doctor Doom and Thanos. Yeah, not many people can say that. <laughs> You're gonna have a bad time. Who's stronger than Wanda? Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into some of these questions. Cause we gotta, we gotta get them out. So let's go to the first one from my boy, Pastor Lucas Ham Switcher. He says, "Hey, PSXP crew." Since we have a rotating third chair, we don't have a rotating third chair. That third chair has been kicked off of the show for Delvin reasons. (laughs) Delvin reasons. Yes. I was curious to know who is on your bucket of dream list or dream list of video game developers, actors, or creative personality that you like to have on the show. Go wild. There are no guests too famous or busy that you can say no to you fine folks. Okay. And he also says that Anytime he's a, he, he you want to he anytime we need a third chair, 
Lucas is always available. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was I was already talking to Lucas about that. And he was like, maybe I could join you tomorrow. I'm like, I don't know if you can do 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you're a pastor. So. <laughs> so who is your dream list of guests you would like to have on this show, Haley? I mean, obviously, Greg Miller. Um I, I don't think that shocks anybody. I, I'd love to do a podcast with Greg. Not at all. Um, I'd like Ashley Johnson or Troy Baker. Um, th- they'd be great. Uh, it'd be, I'm sure it'd be uh, a target for hate from certain individuals, but I think a podcast with Neil Druckmann would be uh, very good as well. Uh, Goldfarb from Sucker Punch. Um, anybody from Insomniac, really. I'd love to know the the thought process and game design meetings that go on over there so okay i'm gonna cheat a little bit because i have multiple podcasts so i'm gonna what i'm gonna say is my dream list for the delver cox experience and my dream list for psxp so for psxp greg miller khalif adams from spawn on me i would love to have blessing on here i think that would be oh blessing would be great i thought it'd be interesting conversation to have on as well actually actually while you're on that it's very interesting to me that link blessing and i are so close in age and he's just a rising star man i can't wait to see where he goes yeah that's that's awesome i think that's i'm very super happy for how well he had done in the podcast space also somebody that people wouldn't expect i like to, i like to have gabe on here from married to the game that would be oh. very dope um, uh, actually, while we're on that topic, for anybody who wants to hear me and Dev on the latest episode of Married to the Games, Dev and I both uh, have voice recorded answers uh, for for their question of the week. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Who, okay, now who else would I like to have in terms of the video game space? Um, I don't know. There's so many different people I would like to have on here. Um, I can't think of names right now, but I'll give some people I would like to have on uh, Delver Cox Experience. I would love to have Kevin Smith on. Kevin Smith would be awesome to sit down and chat with. Um, Chris Evans would be awesome to chat with, I feel like. I would also surprisingly, believe it or not, people don't wouldn't think it from talking to me, Zack Snyder. I would love to talk to Zack Snyder about everything in terms of the Watchmen, what happened with Justice League? He seems like he's a fascinating dude. Whether you like his movies or not, whether you agree with the oh, Snyder I, I, cut or I, not, I don't have a problem with Zack Snyder. Yeah. I have a problem with the toxicity of some of his fans, but not yeah. him himself. I think he would be a fascinating conversation to have. Peter Cullen, aka Optimus Prime. I'm a huge Transformers fan, so I would love to sit down with him. Anthony Mackie is another one I'd love to sit down with. Oh, there are so many people I'd love to sit down with. Uh, actually, while we're on it, I thought of someone else I'd like to have on PSXP. Who? And I'm actually surprised you didn't mention it. I- I'd love to have Paris on. Paris would be a great guest for this too, yeah. too, yeah? I-, I-, I would like to have him on. Especially because he's generally, like, he's not, because people say this about him all the time. He's not a fanboy. Like, he he will take Xbox to task. He'll take Sony to task. He's, he's not there to, like, as people generally throw in his direction, shill for companies. Like I see it all the time when people talk about, oh, you have opinions about CDPR, but you took a yellow chair. Um, I mean, okay. He has a yellow cyberpunk chair. That doesn't mean he's not going to take them to task for right. Like, you know, 
I think that's just people kind of being pissy and being yeah. horrible people are just trying to find something to complain about. Oh, you took a chair from a company. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Like, you can choose whether you like to like a creator or not. You don't have to enjoy what they do. If you don't enjoy what they do, don't follow them. Don't listen to them. And that's not being mean or biased or anything like that. That's just honest. Like, if, if that's anything I don't like, I just don't follow it. I don't listen to it. I don't support it at all. That's how it is. I uh, I also think having zombie kills on would be would be good. Who is that? You, you don't know who zombie kills is? Not at all. I'll link you later. She's she's very great. Um, she's constantly having to deal with the quartering right now, though. Ah, okay. <laughs> Dave Fenoy. I'd love to have Dave Fenoy on the show. That would be what really about, cool too. What What about Batista? Batista would be cool. I would love to have Batista on Strong Style. Talk about wrestling and stuff like that. I would love to have him on a show like that. I would also Strong love style. to have... Whoa! What are you wow. doing here, Donnie? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I must be in the wrong place. I heard Strong Style and I thought I'd... Uh, okay. No, I, I, have, I have a question for the show. Yeah, no, what's up? Um, this week, Sony announced the next iteration of PlayStation VR to come to PS5 at some point in the future. And I wanted to ask you if you guys thought um, if PlayStation will put in the resources and dedicate the studios to make it a success. Because uh, VR is a thing, right? Quest is a thing, and Valve has a thing. But PlayStation VR uh, apparently never reached double-digit sales, as in sold less than, like, Wii U sold. And uh, what do you, do you guys think that's... Like when you look at that and you know that PlayStation 4 has 100 million sales, right? And mm-hmm. obviously that's probably the goal for PlayStation 5 is to have tons and tons of sales. Like is PSVR looked at as a failure? I don't think so. I think the way they look at it is that it was very profitable for what it sold. And at one point, didn't they, they say that PSVR was like the best-selling VR console on the market at one point in time? I don't think that's true now, but... At one point, it was true. It's just that they didn't support it enough, and it's kind of cumbersome in terms of like usage and stuff like that. But overall, it's a great system, and I feel like them showing that, hey, here's a PSVR 2, is showing like, hey, we're going to back this. Because I think the market is just waiting for that one big killer app for PSVR, and I think, honestly, that may be Facebook. As crazy as it sounds, I feel like once you start getting those apps that everybody can use, that's not necessarily video game apps like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you start putting those in VR spaces that make people want to use them and successfully, I feel like VR will kind of blow up from that. Not necessarily the gaming part. The gaming part is just kind of the icing on the cake, but you have to get VR out to the mainstream audiences, the people who are not only just gamers, just people in general who want to had that VR experience. Uh, is it? Does Sony consider it a failure? I don't think so because they've greenlit PSVR 2. I mean, everybody knows I'm not a fan of VR, but um, I think a big hur- hurdle for them is, again, when PSVR was announced, it was kind of mentioned that, like, hey, you're going to need about six feet of space for this. And sometimes, like, for example, myself, in the room I have my console in, I don't have six feet between the console and where I sit to play the game. Because my room is tiny and not really meant for a 25-year-old woman. Um, But 
other situations could be, hey, the console's in like a shared office space where right now, especially with work from home, the, you, you know, like Dev has to do. Dev, Dev's office has, you know, learning space for his kids. There's not, real, there's not really a lot of space in there, right, if, if everyone's in there at the same time. Uh, that was a big hurdle for when PSVR first came out. Um, like they've had, the PSVR's had titles that are, you know, intriguing, like Vader Immortal and, you know, the Arkham... Uh, VR game as well. They've obviously have enough faith in it to greenlight a second unit. the The question really is: is would they would they contribute to it by like making studios commit to? I don't know because you're gonna you're gonna run into the issue. Like I don't have the space. If they make a VR unit that could do it, I may still not even be able to handle VR because I get. I get motion sickness sometimes, which is a big problem. Like I have issues with some games running at 60 FPS. Who knows how that would be with the camera on my face. Now, Delvin's suggestion of like basic apps like Twitter and all that, the, the most common app I see VR used for is VR chat. If you can get that running on, you know, like PlayStation, maybe it'll take off like, like hotcakes because constantly I'm always seeing like VR chat videos of like the, I'm going to Kermit video or like the, I'll show you the way, like it's all memes in VR chat. I don't, I don't really know what they could do to make it a bigger success. You know what I mean? Well, well, let me add on to this. And this is going to be, well, cover your ears kids, but this is very true. Every time you see an advancement of a certain product, like whether it's DVDs, VHSs, it's usually linked to adult entertainment. <laughs> like VHSs wow. start blowing up because of <laughs> porn tapes and <laughs> DVDs started blowing up because of the same thing. So, that, so that's the killer app you're gonna go with. <laughs> I think I mean those already exist, don't they? Yeah, that that's my my Not- concern. <clears throat> so I really like VR and I'm I'm very excited about a second unit, but I have some hesitation because I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned that this might be I mean, even before the second one launches, and I, I don't know if maybe this just sounds unfair, like Vita Space? Yeah. Because, like, are they going to have Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog or anybody, like, make a game for this? Well, Or are we going to get third-party games that they buy as exclusives that don't really push the platform? Because that seemed to be, like, what we got the first time. Like, well, we didn't if the get rumor's any true, di- if the rumor's true, they're making a Horizon game for this, so... That's huge. Okay, that's I accurate. I haven't seen that at all. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, r- rumors are rumors. Who knows? Um, the big thing is, though, is I don't think they'll ever like. This is the problem, right? Because well, if, if it doesn't sell, like Vita didn't sell, do they make one game and it doesn't sell, and they stop? Yeah, I I could assume that. I also don't think you'll see big studios commit like full projects to it because of how niche VR is as a space. When it, for example, let's say Naughty Dog, and this is an example. Let's say Naughty Dog's next game is entirely VR. That's me out, and I love Naughty Dog. I I can't buy their next game because I can't use VR. So then, I think a lot of people were hoping that we would get more Resident Evil Seven experiences. Yeah, optional VR. And it didn't seem VR like that, great. It didn't seem like that ever really happened. Like yeah. outside of Resident Evil, like that's isn't that the only one that it's like, hey, you can play on a controller uh, or you can play the entire thing in your headset. There's plenty of other ones, but they're not as big as Resident Evil in yeah, terms the, of popularity wise. The closest one I can think of is Trover Saves the Universe from the creator of Rick and Morty. 
Um, and I don't even, even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it was a game that was entirely VR, and controller support was added later. Um, mm. so it was done in reverse. But even still, like I, it's very crude because it's made by Justin Rowland. Sure. So okay. Um, but, but 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 not the actual games. Yeah. And okay. the thing is, is I don't even know. Like, uh, I, I know you're very excited for Resident Evil Village. I'm excited for Resident Evil Village. Hot, sexy vampire lady. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't even know. Have they even announced if there's going to be a full VR? That, my original that? point, by the way. Not that I haven't. <laughs> Not that I've seen. I mean, the VR was great. I, I don't want it to sound like I'm taking shots of VR. You can play Moss. Oh. Astrobot was amazing. I am um, VR. But outside of those, you know, like those experiences, that's why... Ultimately, I sold my PlayStation VR because it just went months unused, just sat there, you know. So I'm excited. I hope that they nail it. I want to see it, but um, I didn't realize it didn't sell like it sold. I don't want to say little. I don't know. Like I really don't know how to put that into context because it's it's different, right? It's a peripheral, but yeah, you know, it's it's not Connect. You know, like Connect sold like a ton, right? And this is apparently it only sold you know, single minute million units. And that makes me wonder if they see a lot of revenue there to invest in, but okay, I guess we'll see. I have some numbers. The VR set, which was released in October, 2016. So 5 million units as of January, 2020. So in four years, I sold 5 million units. Like that's, that's not good. That's not good. No. Like even, even if they've paved the way and they made some good experiences and all that, like somebody, that does Sony's numbers crunching is like, well, we could do another VR. We could make another triple a game <laughs> and sell 20 million yeah. units of that instead. Like you know. at 5 million units over four years, that's, that's barely a mil a year. That's real bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's a loss leader. That's a, wow. I'm surprised PSVR two even got greenlit, but kind apparently it's, it's apparently it's profitable. So I guess that's the whole well, thing about I it. I mean, isn't the VR unit itself like five hundred bucks? No, not it. It, it was three ninety nine at first, and they brought it down. Now it's two ninety nine, if I'm correct. You can even find it some places for like one ninety nine. Yeah, on certain deals and stuff. Yeah. And the new one is confirmed to have a wire, so it's not wireless. Yeah. So maybe it's just kind of an improved version of what we know. So maybe, maybe that's why it was greenlit. Maybe it's I mean, you know, economical. I mean, I know COVID and all, but like I, I've been to Walmart pretty much every week uh, since I stopped working there because groceries. Um, I haven't seen a VR unit in the PlayStation cabinet like at all. I haven't even seen advertisements in it because like some WalMarts don't keep them in the cage; they keep them back in electronics, uh, like in behind the electronics counter. But the one I worked at always had them in the case. Like it's gone. Uh, there's nothing in there, and yeah. what the space for the VR unit was now has all PS5 stuff in it. So, I was hoping well, for a wireless unit, but yeah. as long as it's the one wire and it's got new controllers, like I'm, I'm still interested. I'll, I'll... I'm, I mean, another thing that would help them. Hey, get rid of the move controllers, like please update those. Those, yeah, those are, are so bad. Yeah, they well, said they're doing it. It's almost like Donnie read the show notes because oh, Hollywood Bones asked. Now let's assume you all want a PSVR too. I know not everyone here is a fan of Haley, <laughs> but what game or experience would you like to see? For me, I want a real-life experiences like attending a baseball game or seeing the world, kind of like Flight Simulator that the Xbox has, but in VR. Your thoughts? And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like People kind of want those 
experiences that are not necessarily video game experiences. Hmm. I don't want that at all. I don't want to sit at a I, baseball stadium or courtside at a basketball game. I want like dying light in VR. Well, that's because you're a gamer and you're a nerd like me. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I don't want to put a VR unit on my head and sit there and stare at Twitter. Like, no, I, I don't want. I don't want to do that. But like I said, we are. We have to consider that we are kind of the. Hey, Sean. The I guess not the normal because we're the gamers. We want to play games. We want the coolest and hottest games. I don't think everybody thinks like that when they think of VR. Like my grandmother, if I tell her, hey. Put on this headset and you can go surf Facebook all day. She's like, oh, that's awesome. How much that cost? That's <laughs> or, what your grandma's going to say? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling bull, call bullshit on I this think, right I now. I think your grandmother's yeah. going to go, get this out of my face. No, nope, my grandma actually would. I bought my grandmother one Christmas. Um, What do you call those things? Alexa? With yeah. The, with the camera and all that stuff. And she she's on that thing all day. She loves like technology like that in terms of Alexa, we could talk That's to people. That's so chat different, people. though, from strapping a headset on. She wouldn't care. She wouldn't. Oh. She likes I'm that type sure of stuff. She, I'm sure she, she would. a Daft Punk fan. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, Daft Punk. I'm so sad. I rewatched Tron, right. Tron Legacy on Friday. Anyway, guys, thanks for taking my question. Yeah, that no was, problem. Uh, me, first time, long time calling in. Thanks. Thank you. So, Haley, what games would you like to see for PSVR two? Uh, I mean, again, I, as established, I'm not really a fan, but if I had to pick a game, uh, exploring the Fortress of Solitude would be nice. That would be cool. Hi, I had to go for the Superman and Supergirl answer. Uh, you're not getting anything else out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think um, I'm Man VR was cool. If I had to pick one game in particular I want to see, why not just build a Spider-Man game in VR? No. Seriously, no. I already get yes. motion sickness. I don't want but, that. But you have to like you can adjust your settings so you don't get motion sickness. Like um Iron Man VR is very good at that. That's not how that works at all. I actually got sick watching YouTube videos of Iron Man VR. How your motion sickness is whack. Because I, I got motion sickness when I first started playing VR with that's that's one game that was on VR in particular that's really, really good. But the first time I played it. I got like a headache. It got nauseous and everything. And then I adjust the settings on it and I was fine. And I played through a lot of that game. I can't remember the name of the game, but it's really cool. They, they actually patched that game to play on regular PS4 as well. But, um, what? Yeah. Iron Man VR can be played in regular, which is with a regular controller. Not, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay. That game, you have to have PSVR 4. I, well, think, I mean, it has VR in the title. I, yeah. I expected that. Yeah. I would love to see games like Spider Man. Or um, they have a Spider-Man game, but it's not good at all. It's like it's more of a tech demo than anything. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah, isn't it like the the Spider-Man Homecoming experience or whatnot? Yes, it's more of an app than anything. Yes, um, yeah. I think Blade would be cool in VR. Um, just speaking of Blade, how, what are your thoughts on the fact that the next Blade movie is not going to be rated R? I'm fine with that. I I think you could do a lot with rated PG-13. So Blast, long blasphemy. Oh, yeah, you definitely can. Have you seen um, Temple of Doom? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, that's rated PG-13. But, but PG-13 in the 80s is different than PG-13 now. I think they can get away with a lot of PG-13, especially with Blade. As long as they don't, uh, long as they don't mute the character, and I feel like they're going to do a good job with it. I'm not going to be... Like they're going to mute the character. Blade's entire character is being a uh, badass who swears a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. I'm gonna, I have high hopes for it. But, yeah, 
I think, like I said, PSVR, a lot of PSVR is going to hinge on, not, well, at least, PS, at least this version of PSVR is going to hinge on the games in terms of what people want to play. And I, there's a lot of things they can, they all, there's a lot of room that they can go with, with PSVR right now. The Walking Dead games are pretty good. The Batman game was pretty good. Just build on those experiences and add other things. Like, uh, one of the cool things they had about PSVR, when it first came out, they had a, and I think now, this would, be, would have been perfect for, like, this COVID society that we have today. They had an app on there where you could go to, like, certain concerts and watch the concert from the front row. That, and, that, that screams, hey, how about motion sickness? <laughs> but uh, it was cool. Only problem with it is they didn't, when I first saw it, it wasn't, it wasn't working like it was supposed to. But if they could figure out how they like, hey, you can go to this Travis Scott concert. You pay like $20. You could be front row at the concert and watch it like in full. That would be pretty cool. Things like that would kind of push the envelope with PSVR. I think they have WWE PSVR as well. Where you can kind of just watch wrestling events from front row or something like that. Those are the type of things that people want to see. And I think you just have to build on it. No, no, no. The things you want to see. Not, not, not only me. I'm just saying in general. I think like like um, Hollywood Bones just said, he wanted to see something like where you can go attend a baseball game or see the world. Yeah, there are people who want to play games on it, but it's also one of those things like, hey, what else can this thing do? If you're inherently buying PlayStation VR instead of Oculus or, you know, another VR system, you're inherently wanting to play video games on it because I guarantee you PlayStation is not going to release Twitter for VR on PlayStation 5. They, they will if it's popular. If they see they that blow up, not. if it's popular, they probably do something like that. Have you seen what happens on Twitter? PlayStation will absolutely not release the, the they have, app they, in VR. They have the YouTube app on VR. Have you seen what happens on YouTube? YouTube is a wild place. I mean, Twitter is worse, just so we're clear. Um, Ooh, you can, you, no, 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 no. I can put out a statement like, or, like for example, oranges are cool, and 36 people are going to go, no, you're wrong, you're and call you names and well, that's well i'll tell you about youtube a little bit later we're not gonna get that no no no, right no, no, no. We no, can no, get no, right no. youtube no, no, i'm no. on youtube all the we're, time we're i know how YouTube. bad youtube is youtube twitter is, is still worse youtube has some gross stuff on there i'll just say I, that i mean yes but twitter is still worse nah i don't think so yes it is <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> that retro code <laughs> says what is with the upset and disappointment with gamers for the last two weeks with the Nintendo Direct and State of Play showing some great games and upcoming titles for the future. Does expectations slash predictions give the right for unsatisfaction? So what do you think about this, Haley? Uh, uh, so for first off, I know that this was brought up because people were upset about the Nintendo Direct and then they were upset about the State of Play. Now, with the State of Play, I don't understand why people are upset because they literally mentioned, hey, we're mostly going to see updates on games that were mentioned at the June showcase. That makes sense. Yes, we saw a lot of the same games, and only one new one, which, by the way, Sifu looks like Daredevil, the hallway fight, the game. Um, <laughs> uh, but in the case of the Nintendo Direct, I think people are upset because this was the first mainline Nintendo Direct and not like an indie Direct or anything like that. It was straight up from Nintendo since 2019. Like, 
literally like that's why people are upset with nintendo that doesn't give them the right to be upset and say that nintendo's failed them or all this other stuff i saw a tweet after the nintendo direct that was like written in like the persona like font and it was like horrifying to read and it made my eyes hurt um and it was just like you failed us and yada 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 and you're a greedy company and i'm just like uh uh that hurts to read, and wow, opinions, sometimes you, opinions aren't opinions and are just, in fact, wrong. You want me to be honest? Want me to be honest? People are babies. People are big babies. Like, people uh, want their micro, their entertainment microwave fast and when they want it. And that's how this society's kind of become in terms of, like, WandaVision is a good example of that. Hey, just dropped a great episode. What's next? Hey, just dropped another great episode. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And that's kind of how we are with everything in terms of, especially with these directs. People kind of build up this internal hype for things they want to, they want to see, and they they're, they're honestly not being realistic about things. Like yeah. for the for the Nintendo direct, they were saying, "Oh, give us Breath of the Wild two, give us the new Metroid." Like, why would they give you all that stuff at one time? The, the expectations are at way too high for these things. You have to like kind of. That's an that's an E three level kind of like presentation, and yeah. it, it's like like yeah, people were at thinking for the PlayStation, and I mean, I'll admit, I was one of them. Like, hey, I thought we were gonna see like yeah, we saw Returnal, which is a PlayStation Studios game, but like other than that, I thought who knows, maybe we'd see some Ratchet or some Horizon, but all we got was Returnal, which fine, but we mostly saw a gameplay demo we've already seen. So yeah, people's expectations get way too high when these things are announced. And they kind of let themselves down because the companies never really say, hey, we're going to show all this cool stuff. They just say, hey, we got a state of play coming up. We have the Nintendo Direct coming up. We got some interesting things to show you, some things you've seen already, some things you haven't seen already. But just come check it out. And we just start saying, oh, they're going to show us GTA 6. They're going to show us Metal Gear 7 and all these crazy things. Like, what are you talking about? Let's just let let's just enjoy what they show us to see if they have everything cool we want. And I think that when it comes to these situations, we get so hyped and so overhyped to the point where no matter what they say, we're not going to be satisfied. Like, let's yeah. let's call it. Uh, we're going to talk more about it when we get to the main topic. But they show Final Fantasy. They show another chapter of Final Fantasy VII. They did. And then they also, the day after, announced that it was coming to PlayStation Plus, but with a caveat that, uh, hey, uh, if you redeem the game through PlayStation Plus, you don't get the PS5 upgrade, which, yeah. okay. That's like on the same level of 505 games going, oh, you bought Control, all the, the Control base game and the Season Pass, and is it's functionally the same game as the Control Ultimate Edition? Yeah, you only get the upgrade with Control Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy, but that, we're going to get to that in the main topic. But yeah, it's like they showed a Final Fantasy game that most people were not expecting to get this soon. Like, we didn't expect to get, like, hey, here's some more Final Fantasy content. I mean, to be fair, it's not really a new Final Fantasy game. It's DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake, but... We we didn't expect to get that. No. Our our whole expectation was, hey, they're going to take forever to make another part of this game. Also, I know that I ruined the Kree for Mr. Lucas Hand last week. Who are you going to ruin now? I'm not ruining (laughs) anything. I'm putting this out here. I'm not even a Final Fantasy fan, and I've seen way too much of this already. Hi, the character wearing the chicken costume. What's her name again? Chicken costume. Well, like the, the Yuffie or whatever her name Yuffie, is. Yeah. Okay. Hi, she's 16. 
Please stop making sexual tweets about this character and putting them on my timeline. I, I'm so tired of it. She's 16. People are going to be people. And this, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier. People, we can say all this that we want to, but people are going to reach for certain things when they can. She's 16. And, be creepy. and they're going to be creepy. Child. And they're going to be creepy. Let's, let's be, that's just the way of the world today. All right. Let's go to our, our final question, which is not a PlayStation-related question, but I kind of want your answer for this. Scott's, Scotch underscore sports asks, how pumped are you for the Legends of Arceus, I think it's called? Have you seen this, Haley? I did. I watched the Pokemon Direct. Um, uh, here's my thoughts. Based Uh-oh. on the way that game... No, 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 no. I love Pokemon. Here's the thing, though. Based on the way that thing ran in the trailer... Oh boy, do I hope there's a new version of the Switch because, oh my god, I cannot imagine that thing running on a base Switch because that get, that looked rough. I will say this. When I saw it, I was like, holy crap, this is kind of the Pokemon game I wanted. I was like, this is pretty I, awful. I already saw people like putting their expectations for it way too high and going, this is Pokemon Breath of the Wild. And I'm just like, no. y'all need to stop comparing everything to Breath of the Wild because yeah. games are allowed to take features from each other. Without being, so. without being compared, you cannot turn around and go, "Oh yeah," and this is gonna make. Uh, I apologize, Donnie, because I'm don't not apologize. Making, no, I am apologizing because I'm not making this comparison to to, to sh- shit on Breath of the Wild. Like people turn around and go, "Oh yeah, this game here," and I'm gonna use Immortals as an example. Immortals is a great game, and people turned around and called it uh, a Breath of the Wild clone. Which, in that instance, yes, kind of. However, there's a difference between a clone and taking things that worked well in one game and adding to them. Yes. Like, it's it's so weird to see, and this is not one I've seen, I'm just making it. it it's so weird to see people go, oh, yeah, the open world sections in The Last of Us Part Two are taken from Breath of the Wild. Like, no, open no. world has existed way before Breath of the Wild and The Last exactly. of Us. It's, <laughs> that's not a thing. Yeah, it's like that's not a comparison I've seen, but people like to make generalizations like that. And it's like, open world has existed since PlayStation 1. I mean, it wasn't done well, but it existed. Um, you know, games yeah, are allowed a- to take features from each other. Just stop comparing everything to the Breath of the Wild, and you're going to have a lot more fun because you're going to be way less disappointed. Yeah, I think people kind of just want to relate their favorite things to games they see. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes it doesn't correlate. Like I said, I, I saw the Pokemon thing. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. This looks like what I want from a Pokemon game in terms of, hey, my what about... And Pokemon is one of the only... One of the few franchises that does this in terms of the anime, super popular. Yeah. The video games, super popular. I kind of always want to see a blend of both. Yes. Spent 22 years as a 10-year-old child. <laughs> yes. I kind of wanted to see a game with the blend of the two in terms of like this open-world Pokemon experience where you walk around and you kind of go hunt and catch and go to gyms and stuff. And this seems like something similar to that. And I, I'm excited for it. It looks really, really cool. And I will say that why wasn't this added in the direct? <laughs> I will say that that part. Like, hey, there. this is something that's super cool. I want to see more of it. It's nothing bad about this. Yeah, it kind of looks like it, it's going to run a little rough on the Switch, but yeah. But we have to wait and see because it's still a far way out. So 
Yeah, I mean, they said 2022, but who knows? Yeah. They, because it honestly looks like COVID's not going anywhere anytime soon because people are being ridiculous and still refusing to wear masks. And I see several people on Facebook all the time uh, going, I'm not getting the vaccine. And I'm like, you're the problem. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> so, Haley, what is your topic? What's your story that you want to talk about? So I wrote down game sizes be wilded, but really this was just an excuse for me to to call Activision out because they're really okay. the only one I see still doing this. That's Hi, fine. please optimize your game files because there's no reason, and this is a story that came out earlier this week, there is absolutely no reason for a Call of Duty game to take up the entire hard drive space of a 500 gigabyte PlayStation 4. Whew. <laughs> I don't even like, know how to explain that. Like, like, keep in mind, yes, some of that hard drive space is reserved for like OS and whatnot, but that's like sixty gigs at most. There's no reason your Call of Duty game should be four hundred and twenty gigs if you have Call of Duty Black Ops and uh, like Black Ops Cold War and Warzone installed at the same time. That should it's, not take up your entire hard drive space. It's almost like. That's the only game they want you to play, Haley. Uh, and th- <laughs> this is the thing. It's literally that. Some developers have discovered that if they don't optimize their games, their games get wildly huge, and then you can't play other games because if you want to play your Call of Duty, it's the only thing you can have installed. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> well, I-, I can tell you this story. I sent Dev my cop- my PS5 copy of uh, yeah. Call of Duty because I couldn't play on my PS5. Because it took up too, way too much space. So, and when I had went to that GameStop and got all those great deals, I got like Call of Duty for like for Xbox Series X for like I think fifteen dollars something like that, maybe yeah, cheaper I think than you that. that. Yeah. So I got that version. I said, "Here, Dave, you can take my PS5 version because I have a whole bunch more space on my Xbox Series X than I do my PS5." And that kind of sucks. Like you kind of drive people away from your system when you kind of. Sit there like, hey, the PS5 version in particular is going to take up your whole PS5 storage space just for one game. And yeah, this is kind of this. It doesn't affect Xbox as much because they have the expanded storage that opens up. Yeah. So it kind of helps it there. But if you're a PlayStation user, why would you want to play this game right now? I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, the PS5 version is significantly smaller. It's only, like, 115 gigs or whatnot. But um, that's because of the SSD, I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm not really a file size kind of girl. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but even, like, even like, so, that's huge. That is huge, especially compared to the fact that I have Hitman installed, and that's three games worth of levels. Do you know how much space that takes up? Not that much. <laughs> it's 60 gigs for three games worth of levels. How how are you going to tell me that your Call of Duty game, which isn't even like open world or anything like that, how are you going to tell me that game's four times that size? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous almost. And I think they need to... Activision needs to tighten up on that. No, Activision's not going to tighten up on that because they've just. They don't care. That's the, that's the only way for you to not play any other games is to make sure that all you can have installed is Call of Duty. Yeah. So R- ridiculous. 
ridiculous. So let's get to my story, which Donnie already spoiled and ruined. ruined. PSVR 2 is real. It's coming out. Not soon, but we're going to get yeah. it. I think the highlight they said is, hey, it will come with a cord. They haven't given too many details about it. For that matter, they said just a cord. It's going to come with uh, new controllers that you can get for us. So I'm assuming it's going to be similar to the Quest controllers. Have you ever, have you ever seen the Quest controllers? Here? I have seen the Quest controllers, yeah. They've, Way they've better. Got, they've got the little ovals for your hands and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, so it's super. I'm super excited for it. I'm hyped for it. I think that they're kind of just showing that, hey, we still care about VR. And it goes with what Shuhei Yoshida said a while back. Well, he was like, we're happy with the sale of the PSVR. We knew it wasn't going to be a blockbuster. We knew we knew it was kind of going to kind of be a slow build for this. But, slow build? How about, like, Death Crawl? Yeah, but that's kind of what it is, and they're kind of sticking with it. So my only worry with, with this is PlayStation go PlayStation. They usually, like, sometimes they'll get us up in, and they'll ride it till the wheels fall off. Or sometimes they have a PS Vita. And they'll get it, and then they'll support it any longer. I'm hoping they stick with PS VR 2 and give us some great games. And even so, just keep supporting it. If this doesn't sell like hotcakes, I guarantee you it's going to go the way of Vita, where developers will release games for it, but Sony's not going to promote it or anything like that. Yeah, and I think PS VR is a great system, honestly. It's really cool. It's really great. I think the only kind of caveat to everything is the fact that it's tethered to a PS5. So you have to own a PS5 to use it. Yep. But I think that also brings the cost down of the system. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm hoping that it is wireless. Yeah, there's that one big wire, but I'm hoping you can unplug that and still play the VR system as long as you're next to the PS5. But it'll be really interesting to see what they do with it. I'm excited. I'm glad that they're still supporting it. Yeah. It does make me wonder a little bit like, hmm, if PSVR only sold 5 million units, we couldn't get another Vita? <laughs> like, Vita, I think Vita sold more than 5 million units. I'm almost. What the hell? What happened? My PlayStation turned itself on and my TV on with it? Uh, it hurt my sultry voice and said cut on. I have that effect on PlayStations everywhere. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Why? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what that was. I'm trying to see how much Vita sales were, but Vita so... Way more. I want to say way. I want to say 10 million units. I don't know how much. But I think it's so. I think it's safe to say it's so more than PSVR. But yeah, I'm super excited for PSVR. Super to see where it goes at. Hopefully they'll support it and stay supporting it so we get great experiences and great games. The, the case of the haunted PS5. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I didn't get to ask. Did you actually get to watch Love and Monsters? I haven't watched anything. I've watched nothing but car accidents in the houses uh, <laughs> and podcast interviews. 
All right, let's get into it, Haley. Did you watch all of the state of play? I did. What did you think of it? Uh, Sifu looks cool. Uh, the dodgeball game looks interesting. Uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hurt some feelings. Actually, sorry, I'm going to specifically call someone out. Uh, hi, Lord Lanning. Fuck off with Old World, Odd World. Let it die. <laughs> Fuck off. No one wants it. Get out of here. Apparently, people want it. Well, let me get let me give the rundown of the state of play real quick before we get into it. The first day was Crash PS5 enhancements. Yeah. Then they showed Returnal game gameplay. Then they showed the Sifu trailer. It's kind of like a raid, or the raid movie, rogue like uh, game. Okay, but also I would colloquially like to refer to it as the Daredevil hallway fight. The game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they show Knockout City, which is a dodgeball game. Solar Ash gameplay. They showed Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. They showed a trailer for that. They showed Odd World Soul Store, which comes out April 6th, and it's a PS Plus game. Yeah, but only on PS5. And again, I don't want it. Fuck off. <laughs> then they show Kena Bridge of Spirits trailer, and they showed, gave us some yeah. story details on that. Uh, they showed a, shout out to the fact that Kena got delayed out of Q2. So Yeah, that also happened. They gave us a Deathloop trailer, which Deathloop looks awesome. It does. It looks super yeah. cool. Then they gave us a Final Fantasy VII PS5 update and a DLC star Yuffie. That was what they kind of ended. The She's sixteen. With. People, stop putting not safe for work tweets of this child on my timeline. That's not going to stop. People are weird. <laughs> but yeah. So now, with that being said, what do you think of the state of play? Uh, overall, it was all right. I mean, I would have preferred to look at like Horizon or you know Ratchet, considering that's coming out in June. But I'm assuming we'll get another state of play in like may um or you know maybe we'll just get one like related to ratchet in june and then like you know an e3 state of play or whatnot um like i said fuck off with odd world like let it die i have no interest in those games i don't know anyone else who has interest in those games i know that the discord colloquially has no interest in that game <laughs> well apparently they are pretty popular apparently I this one looks okay. I, I don't know how. Also, uh, shout out to that trailer for not having trigger warnings, by the way, because it should. Um, anytime I watch that dude try to cut his own mouth open. <sighs> oh, okay, okay. I was trying to wonder what you were talking about. Like, like literally, I don't care if you want to do that in a game, but like, trigger warnings exist for a reason, and they're not bad to use, and I know that the internet has kind of memed the shit out of it but trigger warnings exist to make sure that people aren't getting hurt use them if you're going to have that scene in your trailer you need to use trigger warnings because that's what they're there for no one should be exposed to that without warning i would not like to watch someone cut their own mouth open yeah that's kind of weird um also like i just that whole game is like Pikmin, but for PlayStation. And no offense to Pikmin, but like you just defending Pikmin. <laughs> I, I am defending Pikmin. That's so you just you just you just offended Pikmin fans. That is not like Pikmin. Pikmin is enjoyable by many. Odd World is <laughs> Odd World. That's the best way to describe Odd World. Odd World is I don't ever want to see it again. Make a new idea, please. Get out of here. Um. Anyway, so uh, so I'll take it Lauren Landon would not be a guest on PSXP. 
I mean, if Lord Lanning's a guest on this podcast, I don't know how that happened at all. Um, uh, I, one of us asked Lord Lanning to come on, and then he came on. That's, okay. that's how that would happen. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, we can argue about this till 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 the end of time. I'm just never going to play Oddworld, and I don't know anybody that wants to play Oddworld. I, I, I feel like Oddworld is one of those games that people keep trying to make happen, but it's not happening. Like People are like, hey, here's yeah. Oddworld. You mean like trying to make fetch happen? Yeah. Okay. Um, Keita Bridges Spirits. Still very excited for that. Sadie got delayed out of, out of March, though. That was Yeah, the- that sucks. So, But it makes sense, I guess. I mean, August is, you know, looking pretty empty. Um, uh, you know, like I said, Sifu looks cool. Um, it's just, I don't know. Like, people were big mad about this. People, I know they were, and that's the they thing. It's like PlayStation made sure, like they've been doing really well at that, like making sure expectations are set. Like, hey, we're seeing some new games and an update on on uh, you know mostly games that we saw last year at the June showcase, and it's like okay. That makes sense. Like you were pretty concise. Like, all right, I'm not a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I'm not gonna play Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Um, this one actually looks like a game. That shocked I, me. <laughs> it does look like a game. Um, you probably angered the Five Nights at Freddy's fans if we have any that listen to our podcast. I'm almost sure uh, I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. How's Delvin Jr. doing? Does he does he play Five Nights at Freddy's? No, he hates it. Okay. He hates it. Okay. Um, you know, it's, I thought it was an all right showcase. Like they made, they did the best effort. Like hype, like once you announce one of these hype's going to get out of the way, but it's, it's, it's better than Nintendo just go, Hey, we're having a direct of this day and giving no expectation for what's going to be. It. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this, this state of play was, was, I thought it was good. I felt people's expectations for it were really wild. They were like, hey, they're going to announce GTA 5 on PS5, and they're going to give a teaser for GTA 6. We're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Also, also, I just want to categorically state, if you think Rockstar is going to put GTA 5, their biggest cash cow ever, in an event, and then also tease the next GTA experience at the same time, you're out of your mind. Because yes. they're not doing that. I could see them, and they'll probably do it at some point, because again... uh. For the third time, that game is coming out this year. Um, you know, it's coming out on PlayStation 5 and Series X. Um, I don't even see why would you need an announcement for that, honestly speaking. I mean, to be fair, that announcement was at the June showcase, so people expected it. Um, well, why, uh, at this point, why would you need that? You can, you can literally just say, hey, GTA 5 so now on PS5 now. But see, that's the thing is Rockstar doesn't need to put that in the state of play showcase. That's my they point. Yeah. Just tweet it out on Twitter and it'll do numbers. That's they, my point. It, when they revealed Red Dead Redemption 2, they changed their Twitter icon to a red R and people lost their goddamn minds. Exactly. Like, and that's my point with that. Things like that you don't need a state of play for. Yeah. Because they're going to announce it themselves and they're going to get way more hype than a state of play ever would. It's like um I'm as people know I'm very excited for Gotham Knights um but uh it's like that they threw it in with the DC fandom. They didn't need to do that. They would have made numbers on Twitter if they did it on their own, but they threw it in with the fandom event because you know, it's the first time DC tried doing their own live like thing. So 
I don't know. Like, it's wild. I mean, sure. I would not be surprised if we got a teaser for GTA 6 this year. But guess what? You're not going to see much more than that. And you're also not going to see them go, hey, here's GTA 5 for the PS5 and Series X. And here's the announcement of GTA 6 in the same day, let alone the same month. Like, yeah, I think people, like I was saying earlier, people's expectations for things are way too high, and then they get the things, and they're like, okay, what's next? We live in a microwave society in terms of everybody wants that gratification instant, instant, instant. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> is that right, Batman? <laughs> like, uh... But that's how it is now, man. Everybody kind of just wants their, their, their gratification right now. Sometimes you gotta wait, and I'm fine with waiting. Like, hey, we... We have plenty. We have plenty of games to play right now, and we complain about not having any games to play. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm having fun with the Outriders demo. I'm having fun with Valhalla. There's DC, DLC for that coming soon. Um, I'd love to know when the DLC that I got for free, thank you Ubisoft, for Watch Dogs is coming out because I'd love to play as the assassin character in Watch Dogs Legion. But you know, no See? no mention of that anywhere. Um, like there's there's plenty of stuff to play. I'd love to play Borderlands Three, but they need to fix it because it's busted on PS Five. Um, we, we literally cannot have any games come out this year, and we still have a bunch of stuff yeah. to play without question. Um, like like that's the thing, right? Like I pre-ordered Mass Effect last week. You know, Mass Effect comes out in May. That's three games. That's over a hundred hours of content because Mass Effect Two alone is like sixty hours. Um, if you want the good ending and want to, you know, I I will say this about the, the state of play. They probably should have put that that PSVR announcement inside the state of play. I mean, no, they shouldn't have because they were very clear that there was no hardware updates, no software updates. That's just just like a hey, PSVR two is coming. Peace out. That's, that a cool. That's a hardware yeah. announcement, and they made clear that that was not going to happen. But but it it doesn't make sense to have it where. Because both of those announcements came out, the state of play and this PSVR 2 announcement came out the same week. Yeah, and? So why not streamline it in all in one event if you have all because these games? Because then instead of talking about the games, all people talk about is PSVR. Well, they're doing that anyway. <laughs> they're doing that anyway. And they're, talking, they're talking about PSVR and they're talking about how bad the state of play was, which it really wasn't bad at all. It wasn't. It was It was all right. But again, like Donnie tweeted on Thursday after the event, it was kind of deja vu, like literally. Yeah. But Which is fun. But that's fine. It's just expectations get out there. Like, I keep seeing, and this is any time an event, and I feel bad for Jeff Grubb because his inbox is always filled with it, like Elden Ring. Like, stop asking <laughs> about Elden Ring. That game will be revealed when it gets revealed. You're not going to. And then I saw Jeff Keeley posted that someone's like, can Give us information about Elden Ring. I'm like, hi, yes, Jeff Keeley's not on the development team. Uh, the only <laughs> way he has news about that is if they give him news for it. Like, why are you berating this man? <laughs> like, because gamers want to find a reason to be mad about things. Uh, it's like I said, it's not. Well, it, they did the same thing with the Nintendo Direct. The Nintendo Direct, I watched them like this is actually pretty cool. These are good games. This is a solid lineup. Hey, they're giving you Skyward Sword. That's awesome. Then I hear all these people, oh, they gave us the wrong Zelda game. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they gave you another Zelda game. I mean, uh... If, if I, I will tell you this. If they're going to give you Skyward Sword, 
Nine times out of ten, they're going to give you the other ones. Are they, though? Look at their effort for Mario's anniversary. I expect the same Zelda- amount of effort for Zelda's anniversary. I'm sorry. Those, those Zelda games print money at this point. You can release all of it. Mario prints more money than Zelda does. Yes, but they both but they both still print money. So like even they they released that half ass oh, Mario collection oh, and people oh. bought it. Also, I know that like this is a PlayStation podcast, but if you haven't bought that Mario collection on Switch and you want it now, you you have 31 days. Actually, from the time this episode airs, you have 28 days. Yeah. Because remember, after March 31st, 2021, you can't buy that anymore because Nintendo uh, wants to be Nintendo. Yeah, and that's my point. Like, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. They're going to do what they want to do. And they're not the company that, like, hey, let's get fan feedback and see what you want to do. No, Nintendo's always been the company that thinks outside the box. It's going to do what they want to do. And they, while they hear their fans, they know what they 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 kind of say. Look here, sit it to the side. We know what's best for you. <laughs> We're gonna give you this Mario collection. You're gonna like it, and we know you're gonna buy it. Just like they they all their games come out at fifty nine ninety nine, and then two years later they're still fifty nine ninety nine because people still buy it. Two years later, yeah, because people still buy it at fifty nine ninety nine, and then like, hey, Zelda's on sale. It's now fifty five ninety nine. Oh, great! Such a sale. Um, I I think my favorite thing about Nintendo is that like it's like the Marvel problem. Like for anyone who's not aware, I this is not me like mocking Marvel, but like hi, if I go into Walmart and I try to buy Iron Man one on Blu-ray, uh, it is thirty dollars for the Blu-ray of Iron Man one, a movie that came out in two thousand eight. Yeah. I'm not paying thirty dollars for that unless I'm buying it on four K, which Walmart doesn't sell. Um, however, they also do this great thing where their 4k edition of the movie is $55.99. I'm not paying that for a movie that came out in 2008. Well, because Nintendo, like Marvel, knows their worth. They know that people are going to pay for it at that amount. Even if, like, this not like, who's a good company? Ubisoft? They'll put out Watch Dogs, and then two weeks later, Watch Dogs is $30. Yeah, because they, they want you to get the game. Nintendo is like no, or, or like Ubisoft. Uh, I've already pre-ordered the game, and they'll send you a code for the ultimate edition. <laughs> exactly. So Nintendo's not doing it. Nintendo say, "Hey, this game is sixty dollars. We know even three years from now, you're going to pay sixty dollars for it." And, and for the most part, they're absolutely correct. Let me so put it change. I'm not paying sixty dollars for Skyward Sword three years from now. <laughs> but a lot of people will and that's why uh, Nintendo is able to do what they they do and that's, that's awesome for them Nintendo is great their games are great they put out quality I think PlayStation is now they're not there yet but they're getting to that level of hey when you see that PlayStation seal you know you're going to get a great experience I mean they're already there I don't know what you're talking about but I, would, I wouldn't say they're there yet they're about there certain no, properties are there. I'm sorry, they're there. I know people. I know you're probably going to use Days Gone here as an as an example. I was not going to say anything. I'm going to just let the Nintendo fans kill you. How dare you compare PlayStation and Nintendo? They're going to get you. I'm but, not this. Uh, 
I know, I know that Donnie is like you know N- Nintendo guy number one in our Discord, but even he can categorically go, "Hey, yeah, PlayStation's got some bangers." Like, yeah, of, of course they have bangers, but I, I think Nintendo has that legacy that's just unmatched. Uh, uh, hi, Nintendo has a legacy because they used to be a playing card company. I don't want to hear crap about Nintendo having a legacy. Thank you. Um, they, have, they have a legacy. Hi, <laughs> hi. Please type in Pokemon into your Google's trend search and know that it started in 1855 before Pokemon existed. They have a legacy because half the names for things they chose existed before they became games. Uh, let's not talk legacy. Thank you. Secondly, but it's still a legacy. It doesn't, just because it existed before Nintendo got it, second, it's still a legacy. Secondly, I'm not comparing Zelda to Last of Us or anything of like that. Of course not. That's not That's not the point. No. My point is is that the companies have, quali- the companies have quality games. However, to a Nintendo fan, nothing's ever going to – and I'm not throwing Donnie in here because Donnie knows nuance, but like to most casual – like fans right like people who aren't and i'm not even throwing podcast listeners in like like to most people who aren't listening to our podcast or any podcast for that matter and they just pick up the games that they want to play they're going to be a nintendo fan and they're going to go nothing can ever beat nintendo and that's fine but for people who have no nuance like you like me like industry people like paris or you know Khalif Adams, like people like that, they know nuance and know that yes, Nintendo has great games, PlayStation has great games, yes. Xbox has great games. They all make all of them have great games. They all make great products. The difference is, is that to some people, certain companies overlap and go, hey, this company is on a higher level for me, but that company is on a higher level for them. That's the difference. I'm not categorically stating that. Oh. You know, PlayStation's number one. No, I play on PlayStation because it's where I where I find the most enjoyment. But I am stating, in my opinion, that Nintendo and PlayStation are on the same level. And so is Xbox. The only problem Xbox currently has is they need to get their exclusives out. And they're kind of working on that right now. So yeah. let's let them have the chance to do that. <laughs> I, I've said it before on this podcast that if you're a gamer, now is the best time to own all three consoles because each of the consoles offer you a completely different experience that you can get something from. Whether it's Game Pass with Xbox and you get all these games that you can play for basically $15 a month or whatever. Or the Switch where it's portable or you can play it at home and you get the Mario and the Zelda games and the Animal Crossings. Or it's PlayStation when you get the big blockbuster movie type games like Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War, and those just experiences that you kind of just can't get anywhere else, man. This is yeah. just a great time to be a gamer in general. Like, like I, I know that Gran Turismo just got delayed, but like, for example, and I don't expect God of War to hit this year either, but they haven't officially pushed it back yet. I know, you know, Schreier said, hey, if you expect God of War ragnarok to come out this year i have a shiny bridge to sell you but let me just categorically like i i don't think it's coming out this year we've said that time and time again but for example and as of you know the recording of this podcast playstation still expects to put out returnal death loop which is uh but that's the title but is a timed exclusive for playstation uh horizon forbidden west ratchet rift apart um 
they're putting out MLB the show, which is of course going on Xbox, but like PlayStation Studios is having a killer first year for the PlayStation Five, and that's sure. with the like tidbit that like, hey, uh, at this time we haven't officially pushed back God of War Ragnarok yet. I really don't expect it to come out this year. Even Jason Schreier's like, that's not happening. My point being is, is it hasn't been officially pushed back. However, you know, like you're not Do all we need it. Yeah. Do we honestly need it this year? God of War, no, but no, we don't. But Let's be honest. I, that's not my point. My point is, is that like in relation to the conversation we're having here, you're not gonna see all of those titles shown in one showcase. Yes. Unless it's unless it's an E3 caliber showcase. Because then what else news do they have to give you for the rest of the year? Exactly. And you hit it around the head there in terms of like they don't have to show us everything at one felt swoop. Because then if you do if they do that, then everybody could be like, okay, what else are you gonna show us? What else are you gonna show us? What else are you gonna show us, PlayStation? Is this all you're working on? Even if you give everybody everything they want, then they're just gonna say, What's next? And so that's that that's the thing. I expect we'll get I know that like E3 is kind of dead, and also there's really no reason for any of the big publishers to go back to E3 when they can spend far less money making their own showcases. But you know, we'll kind of get like the E3 summer experience again. And you know, PlayStation will do theirs, Xbox will do theirs, you know. And they're going to tease, hey, this is what we have in development, and here's what's coming next. And that's fine. That's what you expect from an E3-level show. But this was a state of play, and it was stated yeah. 10 games that you've mostly already seen with a couple new ones sprinkled in. I do not know why everyone is upset. Like that was big babies. Big babies. Stop being a baby. Like, the only person who I can understand being upset is literally like Lauren Landon because everybody keeps shitting on this game. <laughs> that's the only person who I can see validly being upset because everybody not, keeps telling you, go away, stop making this game. No, categorically, <laughs> fuck off, let Oddworld die. Uh, I was going to make a joke about Tamar Hussein constantly wanting Elden Ring news at every conference oh. and just making jokes <laughs> about it on Twitter. Um, but no, it's it like it was a showcase. You know, it was 30 minutes, you know, like, I don't know. It's, I thought they did all right. Again, like Donnie said, it was deja vu, but you know, for a showcase that they gave us like three days warning on. All right. It was all right. Like I would have expected bigger news if they came out on like February 1st and like, Hey, at the end of the month, we have a showcase. Like, then I would have expected bigger news and probably been disappointed if we got this. But they uh, gave us this news on like the twenty first. Like maybe I just have my expectations in check all the time. But I'm like, if they had announced this on the first, I'm like, something like, yeah, okay, we'll see what you give us. I don't never get overhyped over things like that unless they tell us, hey, something big is coming. Unless I hear something yeah. big is coming, then okay, then I'm like, okay, now I need to be excited. So, so like. I was listening to some old, like, this is reference to the conversation. I was listening to some of the older, like, because I'm behind on some of my podcasts. Because as people know, I don't really have anywhere to go because I'm trying to find a job. 
How are you behind on your podcast and you're watching all these damn TV shows? Because, hi, ADHD brain when not doing anything at home and just working on work can focus on TV but not people talking. Ah, interesting. Um, anyways, I was listening to some of the older Gamescast episodes and they were making predictions for the year. Um, like, um, they, they were like making thoughts like Blessing and Imran thought that maybe we'd get a tease for, for GTA six this year. All right. I, I kind of expect that too. It seems about right. But my, my point being here is that like, you can make all the predictions you want you don't know what we're going to get, but like I'm predicting for like the next showcase PlayStation gives us, which is relevant to the conversation. Maybe we'll get an update on what Ben's working on. Like, Hey, here's days gone too, which I fully expect we're going to get. Um, sorry, Greg. I, I know that you're not the biggest fan of days gone, but He'll be right. um, <laughs> like it's more a matter of like, Maybe we'll get an update on that. Maybe we'll get an update on what Asobi's doing now that Japan Studio is uh, closing. Um, I don't know. Like, there's plenty that they can give us, and they'll give you full time to like bury your expectations, and then you're still gonna have people upset because they didn't get what they wanted. Like, my my whole thing is this: this is the perfect time to take your time with games because there's so much stuff coming out and on the horizon. We don't necessarily need the big, big game yet, especially when you got already got Ratchet and Clank and Horizon in, in like coming up. I mean, yeah. So take your time. Do what you got to do. Don't do a cyberpunk. At this point in time, we don't need people rushing and putting out garbage. Like, take your time. If and, your game's not ready, delay it. Yes. Take your time. Don't announce nothing until you're ready. Because that's more I mean, annoying than anything else. No, it's not way. annoying. Uh, announce your game. I'll I'll be excited for it. But don't release it until you're ready. No, I, I hate the announcement like, hey, we're working on this cool game, but it's not coming out till 2077. No. Let's <laughs> know when you're almost done. Then announce it. No. I, I'll take an announcement whenever, as long as you're not putting it out in the state that CD Projekt Red put Cyberpunk out. And not lying to investors about it either. Well, that's because they screwed up. They screwed up Pixar. Like I said, they announced it. Then they said, hey, hey, it's coming out this day. Shout out to the fact that they promised an update for February, and here we are, and they had to delay their update. So there goes their entire timetable. Yep. That game is just a mess. <laughs> that game it, is broken beyond belief. Yeah, and it sucks. But, but like I said, they got, tried to rush you to get it out, and that's what happens. Sometimes you got to just... Let it marinate, baby. You got to just sit there, let the ribs sit in the juices and marinate a little bit so you can get that, 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 just that right flavor, just that right taste. When you pull them out too early, it doesn't come out right. And that's what people need to start doing with their games. Just let it sit for a little bit. Let it simmer. People, people are going to wait for it. They're going to wait for it. A bad game, once a game comes out bad, that game is bad forever. Even when it gets patched, people always remember the debacle behind the game. Like No Man's Sky is looked at as a success story because people remember when it came out how bad it was. They patched Mass Effect the Andromeda, and it's not a bad game now. But people still talk about it like it's a bad game. Spoiler 
spoiler alert, it wasn't a bad game when it came out either, but it had a lot of bugs. I know. I know it wasn't. But people, hey, this game's broken. I think most people's problem with Mass Effect Andromeda is that it didn't have Shepard and the familiar cast of characters. I agree. That was that was their big problem going into it, and then the bugs and everything happened, and then people were just like, you know what, fuck this game, and it was like, alrighty then. Yeah. By the way, it's a really good game. People should play. If you like Mass Effect, you should play it, especially now that it's been patched and fixed and everything like that. You should play. I mean, let me put it to you this way, categorically, and I know most people that listen to this podcast aren't actually trophy hunters, but this is me like calling out. You and Lucas are the trophy hunters. I know. I, I know. Like, Lucas, uh, Jared Orr, like, it, I'm going to attempt to, plas- to platinum Mass Effect 2 when it comes out. Uh, that is known as the hardest uh, in the Mass Effect trilogy on Insanity. Um, purely because of that final boss. Um, I will not say it because Dev hasn't played. But if you know, you know. Um the insanity mode on Andromeda is categorically easier than Mass Effect 1. I kid you not. I have beaten Mass Effect 2 maybe four times. Yeah. At least four times. That's what have I love ever, that game. Have you ever tried to play it on insanity? Yes, I have. It is hard. Mm-hmm. You have to be perfect on insanity. Yes. So, which is why... I will do a normal run first to, you know, get, get to level 30 and then do a new game plus on insanity. <laughs> Makes sense. Any final thoughts before we go, Haley? Uh, hold on a sec. Uh, you know, I just, I think people need to keep their expectations in check, but like still be excited for, um, for things. I agree. Sorry, I was just sending you know who a message. So, oh, I agree. Everybody, stop being babies. Enjoy what you get. Win, win, win. So that's gonna do it for us in episode what seventy three of the PlayStation Experience. Damn, I got that right. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please, please feel free to holler at us and give us a follow on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> Mike Fallon said that's a Canadian problem sound like. Hey, uh, hey, Mike. <laughs> Give us a follow over on the Twitter at PlayStation XP. Stop by the blog at psvg.blog or the Discord at psvg.blog slash Discord. Join us in our shenanigans and foolishness over there. Last, but certainly not least, we want to invite you to be a part of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash PSVG. If you enjoy our content here, you'll most likely enjoy our content over there. We have a, a bunch of additional content like Strong Style. What's the other show we have over there? Bored with everything. We have, what else uh, we have? We had Decade of Horror where you would get it early, um, but Decade of Horror is finished. Um, so much cool stuff over there. At just $3 a month. And with that said, we'd like to give a special thanks and shout out to our producers, Michael Massick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Nick Creature, Rude Dave 93, Ben Mopsom, Rob Emanuel, Nick Farhaber, Paul Calico, 
Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M, Devin Tyus, and Josh Barbone. Thank you all for joining us in this journey that is PSVG. And with that in mind, let the people know where they can follow you at Haley. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarell, currently ranting about how season three of The Strain ended because, wow, um, I won't spoil it in case anyone wants to watch it. But uh, all I got to say is uh, I hate a certain character and I hope he dies. Um, Very accurate. Uh, is, for, but- for reference, this is a 14-year-old child. I hope he dies. <laughs> I hope he dies. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me on your game platform of choice at Haley Zarell. Uh, again, if you're going to add me, just send me a message, please. Because if I get a blank invite and like this isn't dunking on people who don't, don't hunt trophies. like Let's say right now you just got a PlayStation yesterday, just made your account. I don't care if you have trophies. I just need to know who you are. Because if I see a blank profile with no games and no trophies and you don't tell me who you are, I'm not adding you. Cause I get plenty of those all the time. And it's like, I go to look at the friends to see how they find me. And it's, they're private. Like, no, I'm not. Why? <laughs> like, I don't care if you're a trophy hunter. I'll add you if I know who you are. But if you send me a blank request or like a blank close friend request, no. Um, all Haley is asking is who are you? Who, 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 who? Okay, thanks for the CSI. Thanks for the CSI theme song. Um, <laughs> uh, for those unaware, that was the question of the week for uh, for Married to the Games. Of uh, what? What's your favorite theme song? Like TV show theme song? Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> cool. I think that's thanks. an old. That just showed up again. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, it says ten fourteen. So yeah, yeah that's the one I was talking about earlier. Uh, I know, I saw it originally. Um, anyways, you can also find me on twitch.tv slash Israel. Again, streams are sporadic, which sucks, but uh, job stuff is kind of mandated and also important. So, <laughs> working on that right now. Um, and other than that, if you want to see my shenanigans on Tumblr, it's haleyzarel.tumblr.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Spirits anywhere you get podcasts. And also go watch some Vampire Hunter D. Because I like that Vampire Hunter D, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 